Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is a recording of a Shabbat teaching by Rabbi Cantor Hilary Chorney. We'll take a pause now between our two services to do a little bit of learning. Like I mentioned, we're going to learn a little bit about Parshat Re'e. And also, like I mentioned, this learning is going to move pretty quickly because we don't have much time left in Shabbat. We're going to learn on the first couple of verses of Parshat Re'e. So if you had something open, some sort of Hebrew Bible, a Chumash, perhaps the Eitz Chaim, you can open back up to those first few verses, to Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 26. We're going to look at verses 26 and 27. I want to share one commentary with you today uh, about that word Hayom. We're actually going to look at a piece of the Sidor too with it. And then I'm going to share one thing from a colleague that I think is so beautiful. A colleague who also happens to be a visual artist um, who really inspires me with her work and whom uh, I was overjoyed to find a commentary on this particular piece from our liturgy as it relates back to the Parsha that comes this upcoming week. So here are our verses again. You just heard me chant them. But I want to revisit it again. Then I want to share with you this commentary from Rabbi um, from from the Kedushat Levi. I'll get to that in a second. Let's stick to the verses first. Re'eyanuchi. See, I noten lifnechem hayom set before you today or hayom. Let's stick in the hayom because that's what we're going to explore. Biracha uklala, blessing and curse. Next week, it's possible that whoever is responsible for drashing on the parsha may spend a lot of time on that klala, on the curses that come. I'm actually going to spend time on the blessing itself and on the hayominess, the dayness of it. Take a look at the next verse as well. Eta bracha, and as for that blessing, asher tishmeu. Uh, if you should uh, adhere to, listen to, El Mitzvot Adonai Eloechem, to the command of Adonai your Lord, Asher Nochi Mitzavechem Hayom, that which I command to you today. So Rabbi Yitzchak Levi of Berdachev, the Berdachev Levi, which he conveniently named his commentary, or someone named his commentary, the Kedushat Levi has a wonderful commentary on the superfluousness of this second Hayom, but he doesn't so much linger on its superfluousness. It's more that it catches his eye or his ear and that he delves into the possibility that the pshat meaning, the simple meaning of the verse, is not what God is getting at here. It seems obvious at first that's what that what's happening here is a moment that would be dramatized as here today in this moment of revelation that's being recounted in this deuteronomic 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 what uh, second telling moment um, it, it, the, in this moment that's being recounted what's being dramatized here is that God is having a, a revelation of God's law and today. Sons, today, uh, this blessing is being set before you. But the Kedushat Levi, uh, Rabbi uh, Yitzchak Levi, he, he doesn't think that's what's being gotten at here. 
Re'eanochi notain lifnechem hayom bracha. Lichora, obviously, tevat hayom, this word hayom. Eno, move on. We don't need it. Okay, so that's the superfluousness part. Ach diyadua hakadosh baruchu. Rather, it's known that the Holy One, blessed be they, they would have said he, Mechadesh betuvo becholyom tamid ma'asebreshit, renews in their goodness in every day, always, the creations of the process of creation. It's familiar because it's in our weekday liturgy, Right? We're actually going to look at it in a minute. Does that sound familiar to you? Mechadesh betuvo b'chol yom tamim ha'severeshit. A little bit familiar? It's in the Hameir La'aretz paragraph. We're going to actually turn back and look at it together if I don't take too long to translate this short paragraph by the Kedushat Levi. Dehu, that they, Yitbarach, the Blessed One, notain b'chol yom, they give every day beherut chadash, this newfound light and clarity, and they get these loving kindnesses that are new, the Adam and the person that is working for their name, the name of the Blessed One, they receive upon them every day a clarity and a wisdom that's new, something that they didn't even know yesterday. And that's what they mean when it's written, when it was written, I, I, I'm putting before you, today, all derech, by way of the way that our sages would have said Hayom, meaning the way that they put it in our liturgy, Hayom. Like every single day, Hayom is brand new. That is to say, and every day you should receive blessing, and loving kindness. Chadash, that is new. That's the whole commentary. Today isn't today. Today is every single day. First of all, what a gift of a commentary. I I think, what a gift of a commentary. Today isn't today. Kedusha Alevi says, the rabbis already fixed this for us in our liturgy. Blessings given every day. You know what we call those blessings we say at the beginning of, d- does anybody know what they're called? You guys can unmute. Oh, we can make this a tiny bit interactive. What do you call the blessings for, for um, in Hebrew? What's the Hebrew name for the blessings that we say when we stand up and say, Asher Natan You could do them at home if you live in Israel. You usually do them in shul for here. I'll give you a hint. It starts with miracles. Nisim. Nisim bechol yom. Nisim she bechol yom. 
miracles that happen every day, blessings, brachot shal nisim yom. We say that they're, they're blessings for every single day miracles. So he says, Hayom isn't Hayom. He says, look, I set before you. He rereads this verse entirely. See, I'm going to put blessings before you every single day. He does not contend with the fact that that probably means that he's also putting Klala before people every day. Or he doesn't contend with that at all. That's a little bit troubling. Uh, and I looked, and the next paragraph does not get into that in Kedusha Levi. Interesting. But but so beautiful as a read on Brecha. And I want to look briefly, if you want to take a look with me before I go to this commentary by uh, a colleague of mine, take a look, if you'd like to, in your Cedarim, because I know you have Cedarim, or I assume you have Cedarim because I saw you davening along. Uh, and if you're watching on the YouTube live stream, uh, you know, I encourage you to, to grab one as well. And look back, even if you're in a Shabbat Cedar, because sometimes festivals occur on weekdays, we still have this paragraph. So if you look back in your Cedarim to page 100 and uh, it's 150. Two, if you are in uh, Sidor Lev Shalem, okay, and it's page 108 or 109 if you're in Sidor uh, Slim Shalom. I almost did all of this work ahead of time, and it's in uh, it's on page 100 and uh, and It's on page 96, if you're in the older Sim Shalom. For those of us using a different Sidur, it's the Hameir La'aretz paragraph? Correct. Very good, Larry. Yes, exactly. It's just after Yotzer Or. It's the Hameir La'aretz paragraph. Hameir La'aretz, uh, the one who illuminates the earth, the Lajarim Aleha, a very strange word for creatures upon the earth, upon it, upon her, Berachamim and mercies, Uvetuvo, and in God's goodness, there are a lot of beautiful commentaries about why uvtuvo and not and goodness, but actually and in God's goodness. And it's in God's goodness. It's out of God's goodness that God is mechadesh bechol yom tamid throughout every single day. Always. God is mechadeshing, is, is renewing the creations of the world. Okay. Doesn't that mean that there's hope for us then? There's hope for us that every day we can change the trajectory of our lives, that we're not bound by the past. We get a new shot every day to focus on the blessings. So God never gives up on us. God never gives up on us. You could talk about cellular renewal every single day. You could talk about so many different directions with this. It's it's incredibly optimistic. I could have gone a thousand different directions. Every one of them, Brant, an optimistic one. I want to go somewhere that I'd never gone with this commentary before. I actually looked at it last year as we were looking at the creation of the new sanctuary, which we opened exactly one year ago on this Parsha. And uh, and I hadn't seen this particular commentary. This is by Rabbi Adina Allen. Uh, and I want to go to the idea that perhaps that because God is, is mechadeshing, is renewing creation every single day, 
Rabbi Adina Allen says that if God is doing it every single day, maybe God is doing that to tell us that we are supposed to be doing that too. Not just that we have an opportunity to sort of start over every day, but that we are actually supposed to be activating the creativity that is within us every single day. Now, she's saying that because she's an artist. So I'm going to tell you exactly what she said. She said the following. She said, We live in a society in which, as Leslie University professor Sean McNiff writes, a pervasive sense that creative expression is restricted to an anointed group. Separating us further from our creative instincts are social and professional pressures that inhibit us as we grow older. These pressures reduce our comfort with risk-taking and our willingness to be vulnerable. Key building blocks of creative expression. Bereshit provides a theological framework that both models and democratizes creativity. Regardless of whether or not we consider ourselves an artist or the creative type, Genesis reminds us that we all possess inherent creativity. This means that each of us has the ability to imagine, to play with the raw material of our lives, to see things in a new light and to wrestle with the stuck places within us. As beings made in the image of the divine, this is where she she goes there. As beings made in the image of the divine, we are given the license and the tools to emulate the creative process illustrated in Brashit, to explore, create, behold, and praise. In the morning prayer service, we say, God creates daily, renews constantly the work of creation. As humans made in the divine image, we are invited into the ongoing process of creation. As we start the Torah cycle over again this week, may we be reminded of the power and potential of the creative process to renew us and our Judaism. And may our creativity enable us to create a world that is ever more ketov for good. Now she wrote this for Bereshit, but it could be said because it, like to talk, say it so meta, it could be said every single week because the Torah cycle is starting over every week. And in fact, the creative process is starting over every week. So what I want to leave you with is the following idea. Even if you're not, as Adina Allen says, Rabbi Adina Allen says, even if you're not, quote unquote, the creative type, if there is something in your life that feels stale, right? If there's something, if there's a, something non-ritualized in your life, whether it's your Shabbat table or a wall that's just been blank in your home that you've been meaning to paint for 12 years, you know, why not tomorrow? If there is a characteristic in yourself that you swear every month or so you're going to go and work on and repaint that part of you. If God is mechadesh b'chol yom tamid ma'aseh b'reshit, why aren't we? As, as Brant was pointing out, we have an optimistic and extraordinary opportunity every day to be part of a a renewal process in creation. We are part and parcel of it. God is modeling it for us every single day. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. 
If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.